This call is being recorded. Good morning, team. Thank you so much for jumping on with me today. Um, Colin from a chilly Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we are in the first Monday of December, and we've got two more after this, two more Monday morning pep talks before we enter the no-fly zone, and I'll be back on January 9th. Uh, 2023 to get the year kicked off. But uh, today we are continuing our conversation about the basics, right? Talked about mindset, execution, gratitude. And today we're going to talk about guiding principles. And I'll explain to you in, in a little more detail today what that means. It's not something that I've talked a lot about over the years, but We'll uh, we'll go into detail on that today, but before I do, I want to talk to you about my professional purpose, and that is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because happy brokers sell more real estate, and I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day, and if you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you'll be more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. On this 174th episode of my Monday Morning Pep Talk, I intend to fully define another basic that you need to run a brilliant business and live a happy life. We're going to be talking about guiding principles. A guiding principle is born out of a corporate philosophy and they are principles or precepts that guide an organization throughout its life in all circumstances, irrespective of changes in its goals, strategies, type of work, or top management. So basically, these are these are your principle, your guiding principles that run your life, help you make good decisions. Um, you know, they're guides, right? And I've gone on to use them in my life as action statements, challenges, reminders, and decision filters to, like I said, guide myself and those of you that are listening to my content. Um, I'll explain more in detail, but before I go there, I, I want to compare guiding principles to a real life scenario I've used here recently teaching my teenage daughters how to drive. Now, most recently on Friday afternoon, I had Lizzie in my car teaching her the basics of how to drive an automobile. So for anyone who has taught a teenage son or daughter to drive, you have to start high level. Like, uh, where's the accelerator and where are, where is the brake located? Where are the brakes located? So we discussed how the blinker works and finally we got her behind the wheel and we she got to drive she used the car and started her process of getting used to the car right yeah so when you do this you you go to a parking lot or an area that there's very little traffic if any so i had her out by the lake um over between montrose um north and, uh, you know, into Lawrence area, there's a little bit of traffic over there, but I, I had a wide open space for her to, to get started. And we discussed, you know, how the blinker works. And finally we got to use the car. We started, we drove. And like I said, we went out to this area that had 
very, very little traffic. And um, as a parent, it's one of the most nerve wracking experiences that you will experience. It's it's really a rite of passage for your son or daughter um, when they become teenagers, right? Uh, so once you teach the basics to a teenager who honestly is thinking more about telling their friends all about this experience than they are on the road, you get into the next level concepts, right? Um, and let's call them driving principles. So they figured out where the accelerator is, the brake is, with the blinker, all of that. They've gone through, you know, some, you know, some uh, um, classes, et cetera, to get here. But until you're behind the car, right? Similar to when you're in a real estate business, you don't really realize what you're getting into. So we got into these driving principles like spacing in the lane, you know, kind of moving over slightly if you've got more room on one side of the uh, or the other. Uh, it's funny how, you know, with a teenager, they like to steer towards other cars because <laughs> they're looking at them and they're not used to, you know, that whole process. So it's this whole spacing situation is the most nerve wracking speeding up and braking to maintain proper distance between you and the car in front of you. We talked about that kind of always checking your rear view mirror or side mirrors before lane changes, using your blinkers during lane changes. Um, you know, what's the different, what are the different signs, right? Uh, what do they mean with real life examples of what can happen if you don't abide by them? You know, we talked about pedestrian crossings, and, you know, this whole concept of turning right on a red light. So, so Lizzie Miller and I in a car on Friday afternoon was quite an experience, I got to tell you. And, you know, we're weeks away from her having her license. So you get the point. In life, we call these driving principles. Um, in our, I'm sorry, in, in our life and in, in life, we call, or when we're talking to our teenagers, we call these driving principles. Uh, but in life, we call them something different. We call them guiding principles. And over the years, I've used phrases that I've collected from other thought leaders or I've kind of created myself, right? Um, and like I mentioned earlier, when defining a guiding principle, they are normally action statements, they are a challenge through using a question, it's a reminder or a decision filter, right? All of them lead to the main guiding principle for me, which is my battle cry. Happy brokers sell more real estate. And here are a few of my favorites, and you've heard them all before. Um, and, uh, you know, the first kind of set are these action statements and challenges right? Number one, pump the well. Pump the well came right out of the compound effect by Darren Hardy. It's an example of, you know, when you've got to be consistent in your action or else gravity will take over. If you stop doing what you need to do, all of your efforts or gravity or that water coming up through the well will go back down, back down into the ground. So anytime that you stop your action, you stop pumping that well, you've got to redo all of your efforts to get back to where you were before. Um, that's a really good one. Pump the well. Uh, high performance starts with a, elimination. I heard this from Matthew McConaughey and in one of his articles or his books. 
uh, high performance starts with elimination, right? So when you create your vision, when you create your vision, the first thing that you do is you start to pull weeds, right? You look at what you want that garden to look like. Before you go plant anything new, you go and you plant those weeds or you, you pull the weeds. Um, high performance starts with elimination. It's a wonderful guiding principle, right? Number three, thoughts create feelings. Feelings create action. And action creates the results. Now, that is the Darren Hardy um, definition of the law of attraction. Okay? All things starts in thought. Those thoughts create the feelings. Feelings are what gets you up in the morning and create to create the action. It's the action that creates the results. Thoughts create feelings. Feelings create action. Action creates the results. Number four, if you see consistency, look for a system, process, habit, or routine. You see somebody being very consistent, right? Every Monday morning, at 9.01 Central Standard Time, unless it's a holiday, you know that I'm going to be on this call with you. You could set your clock by it. But the reason there is, is that I have a system process. I've got habits and routines throughout the week that help me prepare. There's about five hours of work that goes into every single one of these podcasts. And I've got a team behind me that helps me put these together and get them out to you. And transcript. There is a system, process, habit, or routine. So if you see consistency, look for a system, process, habit, or routine. If you're not consistent, guess what you need to add? You start with those one of those four things. Number five, protect the downside. Okay. When you get to a point in your business and in your life where things are are clicking, then you start to look for areas that can get you off your path. Right. And normally it's those things that you did to get you to where you want to go or where you are at, where you're at now. So it's a matter of going back to the basics and, and, and figuring out what those decisions are that you would make or those areas that you've been consistent with that you stop being consistent at that will create downside. So that is a phrase that I love, protect the downside. You know, as you grow, you keep putting in different levels. You keep putting in different levels to your life and business. You do not want to take a step backward. Okay. Number six, are you busy or effective? Is the work that you're doing actually creating a return on your time, a return on your investment, or are you just busy to say you're busy? Are you busy or are you effective? That's a challenge. That's a question. Number seven, discipline shows up when motivation doesn't. After a holiday party on Thursday night, um, which impacted my Friday, which impacted my Saturday. Then my daughter was out late on Saturday night, which impacted my Sunday. I was not motivated, but I used discipline to get done what I needed to get done to go into the week. I don't say that to impress you, just to let you realize that, uh, you know, I'm not waking up motivated every day, but there's biorhythms that I have in place. And I know that if I'm going to 
win my my life, I've got to win my vision, you know, my life plan. If I'm going to win my life plan, I got to win my three-year vision. If I'm going to win my three-year vision, I got to dominate those 12 quarters that make up that that three-year plan, right? That three-year vision. If I'm going to dominate the quarters, I got to dominate the weeks. And if I'm going to dominate the weeks, I got to dominate my days. And I can be unmotivated for a couple of days, but I can't go too far off track. And if I'm going to win my days, I've got to win my morning. When my mornings are disrupted, it's, it's a problem. That's discipline. Discipline shows up when motivation doesn't. You do not want to get to a point where all you're doing is being hopped up on motivation, listening to books and podcasts, you know, trying to get that dopamine drip to get you to do what you're trying to do. It is about discipline team. Plan, sprint, and celebrate, number eight. I came up with this before I ever knew anything about the 12-week year. It was a concept that was meaningful to me. You plan, you sprint to a time frame that's not too far out in the distance, and then you celebrate. Sound familiar? 12-week year. I was doing it kind of between holidays, right? Between Memorial Day and 4th of July, 4th of July and and uh, Labor Day, Labor Day into the holidays. I was sprinting towards those dates on the calendar. But the 12-week year, you're doing it quarterly, right? 12 weeks in a quarter, celebrate in week 13. Number nine, are you interested or are you committed? A lot of people that want to talk a big game that don't do anything, they're interested. They have not committed to being great. For those of you that have taken Ninja, you, you know that this is part of what they teach as well. Are you interested or are you committed? These, these are all guiding principles that I've used to keep myself in my lane, right? Number 10, not executing your vision is a nightmare. Nothing more depressing than to watch people that have big goals and dreams that don't get up every day and work towards them. It's a nightmare. Not executing your vision is a nightmare. The most used in this category of action statements and challenges is people hire who they know, like, and trust. People hire who they know, like, and trust. If they forget who you are, if you're unlikable and they don't trust you, guess what? You're going to have a tough time in this business. One of the best business strategies that you can do, that you can create, is just being a really good person that does what they say they're going to do and you're consistent, you get up and beat that drum every single day. Those are the people that will know you. You know, when you operate like that, your clients will know you because you're consistent. They're going to like you because they can, they can, uh, you know, uh, they know that you're going to do what you say you're going to do and they're going to tr- they're going to trust you. People hire who they know, like, and trust. Um, Reminders and decision filters. Now, again, a lot of what I'm talking about today, as I describe these guiding principles, will not be on the transcript. You're going to have to listen to the podcast, like I said. Reminders and decision filters. 
Number one, you plant in the spring and you harvest in the fall. Farmers that I grew up around in central Nebraska, they didn't ever question this philosophy. The buddies that I had in my fraternity and that grew up on farms and the friends and the family friends that we had in our church. Guess what? Every March, April, they planted. Every March or April, they planted. And every October, early November, they harvested. Like clockwork. They planned their life around it. Number two, focus on getting 1% better every day. Focus on getting 1% better every day. Talked about this last week when we talked about habits and routines, which was a basic. Um, just not getting, you know, just not taking a step back, right? Like you you could make two phone calls and do a direct message and handwritten note and you'll be 1% better. You do that over the course of a year, you'll be, what was it, 37.78 times better than you were the year before. Um, it's so simple, but so simple not to do. Getting 1% better every day. Number three, success leaves clues. Somebody, um, this is a Jim Rohn. Uh, Jim Rohn said, when he said this, it, when I read it for the first time, call it 15 years ago, somebody is doing already what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Somebody's already done it. So when I was building my business, I modeled others. I didn't try to make it up on my own. And then once I got it built and I had some success, and I started to, uh, started to teach it. And once I started to teach it, then I really truly understood how everything that I teach is scalable at the individual agent level. And what I've tried to do is boil it down to the most simple, easy to execute process. It's called being an editor, right? You take all the noise and you editorialize it down to the smallest possible thing that you can do on a daily basis. It's really not that difficult to be good at this business. Success leaves clues. You cannot automate, you cannot automate thoughtfulness. You cannot automate thoughtfulness. I remember about 15 years, I was, years ago, I was sitting in an office and I watched an agent put their holiday cards together in the course of about 20 minutes. They stuffed envelopes, put the labels on and put stamps on or had the stamps like, you know, automatically done, right? And they threw them in the mail. That's automation. It's definitely not thoughtful. You cannot automate thoughtfulness. People want to hear from you. They want to, they want to know you are there to take care of them. In fact, uh, it's sometimes worse even doing that than doing nothing at all. I mean, better. It's worse than um, uh, doing something completely unthoughtful. 
than doing nothing at all, right? Number five, a confused mind says no. Listen, uh, you've got that from Harry Huzanis here at Jameson. Um, confused mind says no. In this world that we're in right now with changes in rates and inventory and markets, there, you know, our clients are hearing the narrative, right? Like markets are going to drop 20%. How? How are markets going to drop 20%? There's no inventory in many markets. There's people still waiting for product to hit. That's not what we're hearing, right? So that's a confused mind. If you don't, you do not, uh, excuse me, if you do not educate, they're going to say no. Confused mind says no. Guiding principle. Number six, the last six letters in action or in attraction spell action. The last six letters in attraction spell action. You can't attract anything if you don't put, if you don't do your, you don't put the effort in, right? Number seven, you are your habits. We talked about this last week. Number eight, 20% of your clients steal 80% of your joy. I've seen agents completely flip their business by learning how to identify those 20% that are going to make their life miserable. That will never buy, that will never sell. But sometimes we have to get to the point where we understand that it's better to have no listings at all than a bunch of overpriced listings where the seller will never ever make the attempt to be serious about selling, right? 20% of your clients still 80% of your joy. If a person doesn't respect your boundaries, they don't respect you. That's a pretty self-explanatory guiding principle. If a person doesn't respect your boundaries, they do not respect you. Number 10, hope is not an action plan. Whenever I hear somebody that says, gosh, I hope I do X next year, I immediately correct their wording on that. Hope is a positive word, but you can't use it to describe future as it relates to your business. I mean, hope, you've got to have that feeling of that you can do it, but you have to understand that it cannot be your action plan. The action plan is what we've discussed earlier today. You got to get up, you got to be disciplined, and you got to get after it. You're only going to attract when you put in the action that creates the attraction. The most used of any of any of my uh, guiding principles, other than maybe happy brokers sell more real estate, is if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. I'm, I hear this, people using this phrase all of the time as it relates to their personal life, decisions, as it relates to their business. It's such an unbelievable decision filter. It's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And so these are the ones that I created and, and, or I didn't say, I didn't create, I collected. Some of them I created, but this is the way my mind works. I need to be reminded constantly about the basics. 
because I, like you, think that there's another way to do it out there. There's a silver bullet out there that I can use that's going to change everything without any effort. That's just not how it works. These guiding principles worked 20 years ago, and they're going to work in 20 years. These are the basics, the real drivers of what creates success in this business or really in any other business for that matter. In my social media, you'll find them, these guiding principles as blue squares on my feeds and stories. They're branded with my logo, et cetera. On my weekly email, there's a, there will be a guiding principle prominently displayed in the email. Um, my goal truly is not to teach you exactly what to do. I'll let Ninja and other coaches and thought leaders help you do that. Um, at least as it relates to these these calls that we're, we're on. My overarching purpose is to teach you how to think how to drive your business. I'm not going to tell you what car to drive. If you're sitting next to me learning how to drive your business, guiding principles, these guiding principles are what I'm going to teach you. From there, you've got to go out and learn yourself, right? On the job training, OJT. Any of you who've been in corporate life before. Once you've got the confidence and understanding and knowing these guiding principles, running a brilliant business and living a happy life will seem like second nature. Will seem like second nature. You know, as I was writing this, I really figured out what my true purpose is, and that is to help you find your lane, right? Outside of, you know, the, the professional purpose that I talk about every week as I start these calls, it truly is helping you think so you can find your lane. And once you find your lane, helping you understand that staying in that lane is what makes you happy. Staying in your lane is what will make you have, make you happy. Have a great week, everyone. For those of you on my email list, you'll be getting this recording notes and links to supporting articles and podcasts tomorrow morning. If you aren't subscribed to it, um, you can go to my Instagram handle at Ask Jim Miller um, in the profile link, and you'll see an easy way to sign up. Or you can easily send me an email at AskJimMiller at gmail.com. All of these guiding principles will be there for you, but you're not going to get all of my description of them. I did that ad lib this morning. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week. Have a great week. Thanks.